welcome back to today's episode of the TundraCast. And today we're going to be talking about Seattle. And today I'm joined by Shay. What's up, guys? And Nick. Hello, hello. Uh, so I guess, Shay, why don't you take the floor away? So Seattle is an interesting team, to say the least. I mean, Bad. They, they've been better. They, they've been better since <laughs> the start of the season. <laughs> let's, let's get that out of the way. But um, <laughs> it's like everyone knew Seattle was going to be garbage because Ron Francis is such a shit GM. I think and the draft was god awful. I, I thought is I think a lot of people. If if you did think that that Seattle was going to be good, I think it's for a for a single reason: their defense and their goaltending was was on paper it was phenomenal. Yeah. Going into the season now. Um, Grover has been a bit better, but he's still been their, really weak. Their, their best goaltender. Uh, let, let me pull it up real quick. You get, you guys can keep talking while I pull it up. Can we also say, say um, why did why did they retire the number thirty two? That's so cheesy. It's, like, that's that's so cheesy. They have, they have more retired numbers than the Predators do. Like like Vegas did. Vegas did, Vegas retiring fifty eight made sense, and it was done for a good cause because of the shooting. But you're going to retire 32 because you're the 32nd NHL team? Fuck off. Come on. That's so stupid. Or It's dumb. Wait, wait, their actual reason was it was for the 32,000 fans that can come into our arena at a time. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> I don't care. It's for it's the so the 32 stupid. was actually retired for the uh, price of water uh, now at the uh, <laughs> arena. Uh... Hey guys, we we gotta pay we gotta pay for those electric zambonis. You, you gotta pay fifty dollars for a water here, man. Um, but yeah, here here's their goalies, and I'm they're it's gonna go in range of save percentage because goals against average doesn't really mean anything. Chris Drieger is their best goalie in terms of save percentage with an eight ninety five save percentage. Yikes! Then it goes to Philip Grubauer eight eighty two, and then Joey yeah. Decord eight sixty six. Ah, so dude. it's pretty bad. I, I said this when they did the draft, and I can see the appeal of taking Grubauer, especially there you had in Colorado. But for one, I, Colorado was a, such a stacked team last year that had a great year. Second, if you look back on Grubauer, he's been inconsistent like his entire career. He has like a good season, and then like a bunch of bad games, and then a good year, and then a bunch of bad games. It happens every year with him. So, and it's always like. He, you don't want to always take and see in free agency all the time as well. Is you don't want to really sign guys based off of a career year. Yeah, it's, it's such a dangerous thing to do, especially long term wise. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, you know, I didn't like the Grubauer signing as well because they took Drieger and they signed him to a three by three, and I was like, yeah. wasn't the point of Drieger <laughs> was to make him your starter and to but... make make him into that starting role or whatever? Yeah, it seemed. Um, well, nothing about the the Seattle draft was fun or cool or anything no. because it got no trades, it, it got no trades, no trades, and it got leaked like a day before, like a couple hours before. So <laughs> we were just like, Valley, man. we were just like, you know, I remember. I don't know, I don't I know how we made it through that, that stream. How I, did we make it through that stream? I think it was mainly just me messing around. Yeah, of course, like you always do. <laughs> Listen, every time I stream, I have to I have to um mess around and and edit some things. But um hold on a second. You guys keep talking. Well, since we're on topic of Seattle, of course, I want to yeah. just look through their season so far. 
and compared to other expansion teams? They have some oh. decent pieces, like Jared McCann, for example. I still wish we had Jared McCann. Leafs I'm still legend. Pissed. Leafs legend Jared McCann. I'm still pissed that they that we, that we traded him away. Like he's a good player, but Jordan Eberle, I don't think has been too bad either on that Yanni team. They Gordon, some, uh, Yanni Gordon, Yanni Gord, their best player, same with Yanni Gord. Wedenberg's actually been better than I thought. Yeah, I mean, Brandon yeah. Tan- like Brandon Tanner is on pace for like 41 points. He's good. Yeah, he's good. The uh, you know what I think the biggest issue is. What? Dave Hackstall. Who yes. wouldn't know? It's not like Ooh. we called it since day one. Yeah, it, yeah. It's not like we all were like, oh man, he sucks since day one. But um, it's just it, it's kind of just a big thing when you look at players and their success the season before and now. I mean, what Kelly Yarncroke, who has always been amazing for Nashville, has like five points so far. Yeah, and. I'm pretty sure their goals leader, uh, besides Eberly and McCann, is Tanev. <laughs> oh, let's yeah. go! Um, yeah, Eberly's got 12, McCann's got 11, and Tanev's got 9. That's pretty elite, man. And their goaltending hasn't been great. And I-, I think their special teams are terrible. Let's see. Their power play is 17.7%, and their penalty kill is... Power play's not that bad. 81.0. They're mid. They're mid. Very mid. They're mid. Their face-off percentage, I don't think it really matters, but just for the sake of it, 49.3. You want that to be accurate on 50. They allow 28.3 shots against per game. I mean that's not bad. Like I mean they're one. They're, I'm pretty sure it's their top five, top ten team in that department. So no, that's they're, they're fine. second in that department. Yeah, that's a good. That's really good. And so what that means is. But that means they're not getting saves. They're not getting saves, and that's what they need. If you're gonna allow a lot of shots, that's good. If you can make the saves, but you're allow- you're allowing no shots. You're not getting saves. You're not allowing any shots, and you're not getting any saves. That's even worse than allowing a lot of shots and not getting the saves. Because if you're allowing 28.3 shots against per game and none of your goaltenders have a save percentage even close to 900. 90, yeah. yeah. Because the closest one is five points away. If, that's if that's you, still a big difference. Yeah, if you can't even get close to that while only allowing that many shots per game, that's a big problem. Yeah. Mike... You know, this was a trend even to start the season. Like, I mean, you know, they start off against Vegas. I mean, fine. You lose that game. Vegas is a good team. You beat Nashville. Uh, and yeah, I knew that was coming. You lose to Columbus. <laughs> and, you know, like, you got to win your home opener. Right? I, I get it. it. It's against the Canucks, who are now 6-0. and So, um, the Bruce Boudreaux podcast is already at date. <laughs> Well, not really, because it was more of Bruce Boudreaux can turn them around. It's just that he yeah. shit for them in the playoffs. <laughs> but, um... But, yeah, like, you know, you needed a good start, and they haven't done that. Like, they lost, what? I think they lost, yeah, they lost six straight in November. That killed them. The only team that can survive and do well after a terrible start is Nashville. Because we see it every year. What, we, we started, like, one and six, or one and seven. Because we had the we had we lost our opener to Seattle, and we lost and we kept losing, and now we're what uh, nineteen, 
19-10. And you're, you're in the playoff spot. That, yeah, that's, all that's, that that's all that matters. Yeah. And, you know, I keep – I keep I you know, I never really got the Vegas comparisons because, first of all, Vegas had Gerard fucking Gallant. So, yeah, Dave Haxel is nowhere near as good as Gallant. And also um, – Grubauer is yeah, not as good as Fleury. That's that. But also, Vegas is scheduled. They took advantage of it. They started on a road against Dallas and Arizona. Then That's... their home opener came against Arizona. Yeah. Like, like uh, I'm, I'm counting this right now. In their first nine games, seven of them are at home. Oh. That's a huge advantage. But didn't yeah. they start pretty bad that season? No, they went eight and no, one. No, they were amazing. Oh, okay. They went eight and one. But, um, I... They went 11-1-1 in December. Jesus. But and, that's, is... and that's with guys like because remember that there's that stretch with Flurry, Subban, and even Oscar Dansk went down with injuries. Yeah. So Maxim Lag- Legacy, um, son of Manny Legacy, carried the starting role, and he went like eight, four, and one. Yeah. He was and insane. My thoughts after we played Seattle was, of course, I was pretty angry that we lost. <laughs> yeah. Because you never like to lose and give a team their first win, and you never like in obviously you never like to see your team lose. But I was like, man, this team is, is tough. It, because they were. They, they wouldn't let you in the offensive zone. It was just they got big bodies on the defense. They, they, they don't let you into the zone. And it, it's hard to just do anything. But ever since that game, they've been getting weaker and weaker and weaker and weaker. And now it's to the point where, yeah, they still don't let you in the offensive zone. But you could just cross the blue line, do a little flick a flick down to the goalie and they'll let it in. Yeah. <laughs> I just, uh, I'll just say this as well. Uh, just off topic a little bit, but I just noticed that uh, the assistant general manager to Ron Francis in Seattle is uh, none other than Jason Botterill. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I think that tells you about the future of this team and mm-hmm. that there is none. Uh yeah, I don't know who who came up with that hire, but were uh, people saying that Ron Francis was pretty good though before? He, I mean, I mean, here's the funny thing: Francis was fired by Carolina in 2017, 2018. The next year, they made the playoffs. So I, I'm just saying, he might not be that good. Just remember, we 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 were all shitting on the guy that Vegas hired to be their first coach, and that was the guy who traded um, Forsberg for Ladanirat. You were going to spoil my fucking joke. Oh, it's pretty obvious what you're going to say. You're a fucking Nashville fan. Okay, but still, I was going to do a funny. You know what? I'm so, you know what? I'm still going to do it. Don't care. Uh, he traded He traded away uh, some some unknown guy for um, the GOATs, Martin Erat and Michael Latta. And the guy who he traded away uh, turned out to be Philip Forsberg, who in... Who sucks. Yeah, he he's pretty terrible. He's you know he's not even first in in the franchise's uh, goal scoring history. That, that that's all you need to know. Yeah, pretty trash in my opinion. Yeah, it's it's terrible. But, but you know, but like, I'm looking at like what Seattle did over the summer too, right? They signed Jaden Schwartz, who's actually been good. He has 19 points in 27 games. That contract's still a bit too rich for my for my money, but he's been fine. Um, uh, Alex Winberg, who I'll, I still don't think is worth four and a half million for for the next three years, but you know he's bringing it to a game. He's getting his points, so that's fine. But 
You know, a couple of guys you looked at, like Jonas Donskoy, he has 14 points, he'll assist. He needs to get some scoring done. Um, Morgan Geeky, this guy, this guy had so much potential. Yeah. He only has eight points in 29 games. So you got to get this secondary scoring. Marcus Johansson, he really hasn't been the same since that cross-check from Marchand, but six points in 18 games, you'd like him to do better. Appleton, six points in 18 games, you want him to do better. Blackwell, we had a great year last year. Three points in eight games. Like they, they need more contributions from the lineup and not just from Everly, Schwartz, McCannon, Gord, and Tannis. They need the rest of their depth to step up, and they haven't done that. They haven't gotten that yet. Every time yeah. they get depth, as if uh, as in Alex Bure Boulet, they just wave him. I think Bure Boulet was a good pickup, but yeah, then they just wave them and now they Tampa has them again. They're yeah, like, they're like, go away. We don't want you. You're good. It's like a conditioning stint, essentially. Um, like he could have been good. But um, you know, first of all, uh, I just want to say this because we got to keep you know this me being a psychic. We got to keep this alive, and it's still alive. It's not like bullshit. I called UPL being good when he was called up. Fuck you, Shay. What? I was right. Wait, what? Wait, what's that do with anything? Oh, it doesn't. I was just, I was just making a point. Wait, when did I, when did I ever say anything about bad about UPL? I literally praised UPL in the Buffalo podcast. What do you want? No, because I said that Buffalo should shouldn't trade or acquire any other goalie, right? I didn't say anything about UPL, that either. And everybody was like, "Oh no, they no, I no, I know you didn't have you didn't say any of that. I was just saying, fuck you." Why? <laughs> just cause. <laughs> I love UPL. What the fuck did what? Yeah. <laughs> UPL uh, literally killing my Buffalo franchise mode. I don't oh, hate he the man. Killed, he killed <laughs> too. You know what, Shay? You know what, Shay? I love you. We're getting way too sidetracked yeah, here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, okay, let me... But you, Okay. Where the hell were we? <laughs> but yeah, they need death scoring, and they need to keep the death scoring. And we made fun of George McPhee because he was the guy who traded away Forsberg for Erat and Lada. And... Uh, but he made good moves. Their draft was genius. It was genius. And yeah. I know a lot of people are going to say, well, Seattle really didn't do as well because a lot of teams smartened up. Well, yeah, that's kind of right. But at the same time, they didn't make any trades. They could have made a trade. They had offers, apparently. Tarasenko was on the block. They, yeah. yeah. Voracek. Voracek. Like, at the point, at the moment, why not? Because every fan base on earth was going to want and to expect them, not, well, not want, but they were going to expect them, only Seattle's fan base would have wanted it, but they were going to expect them to be at least as good as Vegas was. Right. But Vegas went in there and made big brain moves. Uh, Seattle went in there and was like, they weren't creative. You really they, want like two first round picks to acquire a player? Their their ask was insane. Yeah. Let's let's just let's just show a bit of difference. Vegas acquired Shea Theodore, probably probably their best defenseman to take right Clayton now, Stoner. To take Clayton Stoner. Seattle did nothing like that. No. You could have easily you could have easily went to Philly and say. Hey, um, we'll take, like, just say, like, we'll take, we'll take Jacob Warcheck if you give us Morgan Frost or Nolan Patrick. They could have easily done that. Yeah, you could have gone to Nashville and 
obviously, as a Nashville fan, I said it back then, and I wouldn't say it now, but I said that we needed to offload one of those $8 million contracts. Yeah. Well, both those $8 million contracts are looking pretty good now. Anyways, um, you could have went to them and said, hey, we'll take Duchesne or Johansson, because Johansson has less time on his deal left, and you got to give us a, like a prospect or two, someone that could contribute to your future. And Nashville's Fabro. prospect... Well, not not Fabro. Maybe not Fabro, but yeah. But like they could, because Nashville's got a pretty deep and pretty good prospect pool. They could ask for Afanasev, uh, Delgazio. Yaroslav Askarov. I, they could have asked your for stick. Him. They they could have <laughs> asked for him. They could have asked for. Like we Bernie did, we get it. Grant Mishmash, gotta let those, gotta say those two prospect names. I love those two names. Um, yeah, like he could have went to Edmonton and say, "Hey, we'll take the crappy contract with Zach Cassian and give us Raphael Lavoie." Yeah, because there were a lot of players that teams did not protect because they didn't want them. Yeah. For instance, Tarasenko, he was not gonna get protected because they didn't want him. Why not just say, "Hey, we'll take him off your hands." But Why you not just take him off somewhere. for free? Yeah. yeah, but even so, but even still, they could have taken Tarasenko off for free, but they also could have demanded something to take rid of to get rid of that contract. Could have said, "Hey, uh, give us Tarasenko, give us Tarasenko, like we'll take Tarasenko, give us Quinn Costin." Like, yeah, because yeah. especially during because Seattle came in at the perfect time because every team was in dire need of cap space. Because this is every like flat team. cap. Yeah, it's every not- team was in dire need of cap space, and. That was something that they easily could have contributed towards and been like, oh, hey, well, you know, screw it. We're going to – we'll take big contracts if you uh, take – give us some prospects. And they could have done it so easily because a lot of teams would have been desperate for more cap space, especially some of the, some of the teams that thought they would be contenders and, and wanted I, to build. And honestly, like – um, I feel like they did, didn't weaponize their cap space properly. Like Vegas used their cap space wisely. Um, like I don't think they, they didn't spend any money in free agency. If they did, it, it would have been very like very minor leaguers. But, like they they saved their cap space and they used it at the deadline. I'm pretty sure that Seattle is yeah. Seattle only has five million in cap space. Yeah. Like they and there's no. There's 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 no point of wasting it all in free agency and stuff. I I know I heard that. Shut we'll up. we'll be we'll be done in ten minutes. But like, but like, you know, I just think I didn't get Ron. It's like Ron Francis didn't really have a plan. He just kind of blindly made moves. Well, and and that's the thing is because they have five million dollars in cap space. You want to know who their free agents are? For who? You know you want to know who? They, here's their free agents: McCann. Who will get five million? Yeah. Cali Yarncrow, who will probably go to Frazee. Johansson. Alpleton will get two million. McCormick. Donato. Speaking about Donato, he hasn't played a lot. Like this kid, I Donato is only twenty five. He's so skilled. He's, He's good. What if Yarncroke literally just comes back to Nashville? I wouldn't be surprised if that happens. It, it actually might happen because we do have a lot of caps. We gotta resign Giordano. We gotta re- they got like, they have guys that resign, and they're not going to have but, cap space. But what is, all, like, Vegas, they have no cap space, and they have a lot of great fucking players on the team. Where I mean, what is... if, I mean, speaking about Vegas, they will trade one of Riley Smith or 
Dad and the dawn office. Dad off. Okay. <laughs> uh, but obviously, where is th- this cap space? Because they have five million dollars in cap space. They have no players. That's worrying. No. Yeah, they have no players that produce. Obviously, and there's a difference. If you look at uh, Arizona, they got no cap space. But yeah, they do. Well, oh, this upcoming summer they do. Yeah, they have this a upcoming summer they have a they have a shit ton. But right now, they have fifty two million. Yeah, but as of right now, they they don't have a lot, right? Yeah. It really reminds me of Detroit from a few years ago when they had all those defensemen locked up to like crazy contracts. But what is Holland? Had, no, yeah. What is Seattle spending like? Who who who's their biggest deal? You know what else that really pisses me off? Let's go back to the trades that Vegas made, of course, right? They also got first-round picks in those trades. You know that, right? Yeah. Yep. Now, here's the funny thing. You know, in those trades, they got two first-round picks. Two of those first-round picks became Nick Suzuki and Eric Branstrom. And they used these pieces to get better. They got... They got they traded Nick Suzuki to get Max Patch ready. They traded Branstrom to get Mark fucking Stone... Seattle did none of that. Their prospect pool, besides Maddie Beneers and Riker Evans, is so bleak. Yeah, they it, should have got draft picks in those trades, and they didn't. That was an opportunity wasted. Yeah. yeah. And now, and if you are going to make a trade this year, who's your best trade? If Giordano, he's not going to get you a first round pick. They screw that massively. You could have easily, like, let's go back to like Warchek or Tarasenko. If you if you didn't want Frost or Patrick or Clint Costa or whatever, you could have just said, "Give us a first round pick." Yeah, you have you have more prospects and more trading assets. It's yeah. so stupid. And you know what? Even if they did, like, let's say they take Tarasenko for free, they could have flipped him at the deadline or something. Yeah, he would, and his value would go up. Yeah, and it, it would have potentially gone up. But now you have Seattle, the, the team. They have no prospects besides Baneers. They have they have really nothing, and they're not going to be able to trade anybody because no one's value is going to be high because no one has been producing. No. Besides Everly, but Everly's on a modified no trade clause. I think if you go up to Everly and says, Do you, "Would you welcome a trade?" I think he would because I, I mean it's 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 crazy to think about, but Everly is turning thirty two. And he wants to win the cup, and uh, Seattle's not going to be that team for another four or five years. Yeah, it's. And it... Everly could definitely net you a first round pick. Yeah, yeah I would do just... that. Yeah, the only thing with Seattle is, is they got to realize if you've got a modified no trade clause, that limits your potential gettings because hey, you could have a great deal coming your way, and he could be like, I don't want to be traded there. Yeah. And that hurts your, your that hurts your chances of getting back a great return. So well, Everly, the Islanders are so stupid. You fucking protected Matt Martin and Kyle Clutterbuck over Jordan. Matt Martin and Kyle Clutterbuck. Yeah, funny thing is, the Islanders are looking for scoring. Wow, I wonder where <laughs> I can find scoring. Don't worry, Matt Martin will do a lot for us, guys. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, it's it's so bad. Like, so essentially, what you're saying is the draft was the death of the franchise before they even played yeah. a game. Yeah. <laughs> I just think it's funny how how arrogant Seattle fans were. It's like, no, you're not going to be like Vegas. You're no. going to be like every... Making that comparison. That Vegas was like, 
Well, no, once in a generation, well, once like, in a lifetime. Like, like, before, like, before the draft, you maybe could have been like, "Hey, they could be Vegas," especially with the names that were left unprotected. But you, they, yeah. you could be like, "Man, they could make the cup final. They could win the cup in year one." But then it was like, "No, you're not going to be like Vegas. You're going to be like every other team that had to earn their place in this reputation." League. Yeah. Like, is it fair to say if 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 the first Vegas team? So guys like Neil Perron, all those guys started, say a year after or whatever, would they make the Cup Finals? Yes or no? I I lead to no. I would also lead to no. I think they'd be meh. And I mean, the Cup Finals definitely helped. I think the Cup Finals actually had really helped Vegas because that gave them the impression to go all in, and that's what made them get Mark Stone, Jack Eichel, Max Pacioretty. Yeah. That's a dream situation. It was perfect timing for Vegas. They make the cup final. They have all this cap space, all these picks. Then they get all these prospects, and they make all these deals. Now they're like a like a, like a super team, essentially. They're so good. They're like, they're like the yeah. Golden State Warriors just, just, from 2015 just, to 2019. Yeah. Just remember that they have Jack Eichel coming yeah. to their team soon. He's Yeah, he's a and superstar. All, he hasn't played. Do, and all they have to do to to basically be able to play him and everybody else on that amazing team is they just go who wants Dadnov or who wants Smith that's all they have to do yeah and it's like just, hey if you could get rid of Dadnov or Smith and then have Eichel playing with you know, with Stone and you know what you know what's the funny I just realized well, well Anaheim has Egress right yes. Edmonton has McDavid and Dreisaitl. Vancouver yes. has Elias Pettersson. Vegas has Eichel. San Jose has Couture. LA has Byfield and Kopitar. Seattle has Matty Beniers. And Calgary has Lindholm. One of these he, you know, I don't want to make this about the Flames, but like, if you're Cal, because the reason I'm bringing up the Flames is because of Jack Eichel. We, we know they're, they were with Jack Eichel. Like, all seven of those teams have Stud first liners or future upcoming first liners, and Calgary doesn't. So Calgary, Calgary in, in the middle of these, in the middle of these times, um, is kind of screwed. But at the same time, yeah, first liners does something pretty good. But at the same time, whoop, 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 whoop. what the hell is that? You could, <laughs> I I was making a joke like whoop, 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 whoop. you could have a stud first line. You could have you could have McDavid, Matthews, and McKinnon, McKinnon all on one line, but you can't do shit if you don't have three other lines, three defensive pairings, and two goaltenders. So yeah, Calgary they don't have a great first line. They, I mean, uh, Lindholm at center, Johnny Hockey at Wait, left, left wing. Left wing, and then they move. They, K- they, yeah, they move. They move Kachuk to the right. Kachuk to right. That's that's an okay first line. It's not as good as every other line in their division, but that's a pretty good first line. But they have a more complete Rup. lineup. Yeah, lineup and, than any other team in in their division. I'll say. And I just don't know if and like it comes back to Seattle. Like they gotta do better with drafting. They gotta acquire more picks. Like they have seven or eight picks next year. Like really, you're supposed to be rebuilding your expansion team. You should like 
you have no one in your prospect pool besides two guys. You got to build up that prospect pool. No, exactly. Like that's the reason why in five years' time, Vegas is not going to do good. They're not going to do well because they have no prospects. They traded them all. Like you got to build up that prospect pool and build for the future, and they haven't really done that. They could have yeah. done that at the expansion draft. Yeah. And everybody might have been expecting, uh, like Seattle to be like, "Hey, we're gonna take a bunch of." you know, analytical gods and, and we're going to go off just like Vegas did. And they could have been prepared for that. But Seattle just as well have, could have gone the exact opposite way. We'll take bums. We'll take bums. Call's about to end. Okay, we're going uh, to wrap it up. Uh, so, yeah, I think I think you pretty much said all of our thoughts. Seattle sucks. Um, and, yeah, thank you guys for watching this episode of the Tundracast. And we will see you next time.